This is a review of the FRISK trial, low molecular weight heparin during instability in coronary artery disease. It was published in The Lancet in 1996. Background. In most of the prior acute myocardial infarction trials presented here, patients with non-ST segment myocardial infarction and or unstable angina were included with patients with ST segment myocardial infarction. Patients with non-STEMI usually represented about a third of trial participants. It had become clear based on subgroup analysis from the previous trials that non-STEMI patients did not benefit from thrombolysis. So, while intravenous anticoagulation with heparin was not found to be beneficial in GC2 or ISIS-3, where thrombolysis was also used, there remained the possibility that it may benefit patients with unstable coronary syndromes who were not candidates for thrombolytic therapy. This smaller trial represents a departure from the general eligibility criteria for the AMI trials that we have already reviewed. The Fragment During Instability in Coronary Artery Disease, or FRISC, study group sought to test the hypothesis that subcutaneous low molecular weight heparin, in combination with aspirin, reduces death and new cardiac events in patients with unstable coronary artery disease. For the purposes of this study, unstable CAD represents unstable angina or non-STEMI. Patients. Patients had to be men older than 40 years and women at least one year after menopause admitted to the hospital for chest pain within the previous 72 hours. All patients had to have either newly developed or increased angina symptoms during the previous two months or persisting chest pain with suspicion for AMI and at least one of the following ECG criteria. Transient or persistent ST depression of greater than 0.1 millivolts or T-wave inversion of greater than 0.1 millivolts in at least two adjacent leads without pathologic Q-waves in the ischemic leads. Essentially, the authors were selecting patients with unstable angina or non-STEMIs and not STEMIs or completed infarcts. There were many exclusion criteria for the trial, including the presence of conditions with an increased risk of bleeding, known renal or liver insufficiency, indications for thrombolysis, suspected myocarditis, and many others. However, it is worth noting there was no upper age limit. Baseline Characteristics There were 5,137 patients who met eligibility criteria, and 1,506, or 29%, were randomized. The three most common reasons for exclusion were risk of bleeding, about 20%, compliance problems, 15%, and Q-waves or bundle branch block on the ECG, 14%. Patients with other severe diseases accounted for 4% of exclusions, and those with renal or liver insufficiency accounted for 2%. The median age of participants was 69 years, and approximately 65% were men. 20% of participants were active smokers, 13% had diabetes, and nearly 30% had a previous MI. Patients with non-STEMI accounted for close to 40% of participants, and the remainder had unstable angina. Trial Procedures Treatment was started as soon as possible after admission. During the first six days, the acute phase, 120 international units per kilogram of body weight at a maximum dose of 10,000 international units of deltaparin or placebo was injected every 12 hours. There was then a home treatment phase. 
for the next 35 to 45 days at home, 7,500 international units of deltaparin or placebo was injected once daily. Patients stayed in the hospital during the acute phase for at least five days and on day five to eight were discharged with the lower home dose. On day 40 to 50, the treatment was stopped and the final follow-up visit was scheduled five to seven months after trial enrollment. Endpoints. The primary endpoint was the rate of death and new myocardial infarction during the first six days. Secondary endpoints were the rates of death and new MI after 40 and 150 days, the frequency of revascularization procedures, and need for heparin infusion and a composite endpoint. Cause of death and myocardial infarction were verified by the independent endpoint committee who had to differentiate a new event from an inclusion event. Safety endpoints included major and minor bleeding. Major bleeding was defined by a drop of greater than 2 grams per deciliter in hemoglobin with associated signs or symptoms of bleeding, and minor bleeding was any other bleeding not meeting the former criteria. A sample size of 1,500 patients was based on a power of 80% to detect a reduction in the primary composite endpoint from 6% to 3% at a two-sided alpha of 5%. Subgroup analyses were pre-specified, and a, quote, high-risk group was defined by the presence of at least two of the following variables, age greater than 70, previous MI, medically treated heart failure, or diabetes. Results. 1,506 patients were included in the final analysis, about half in the placebo group and half in the delta parent group. At six days, deltaparin significantly reduced the occurrence of the primary endpoint. The relative risk was 0.37. The absolute values, 1.8% versus 4.8%. 95% conference intervals went from 0.20 to 0.68, which was driven by a reduction in myocardial infarction. The numbers for MI, relative risk, 0.33. The absolute rates 1.4 versus 4.4%. The 95% conference intervals range from 0.16 to 0.60. There was no difference in death between the groups. The relative risk there was 0.88 and the absolute value 0.9% versus 1.1%. And the conference intervals were wide at 0.32 to 2.48 and minor bleeding events were much more common in the delta parent group, 8.2% versus 0.3%. At 40 and 150 days, differences between the groups were less pronounced for the primary endpoint, and the results in favor of delta parent were not statistically significant. Bleeding events driven by minor bleeding continued to be much higher for the delta parent group. Subgroup analyses are presented at 6 and 40 days and are generally concordant across subgroups, meaning the treatment effect goes in the same direction. But these analyses should be viewed skeptically as they represent small sample sizes, particularly compared to subgroups in the earlier megatrials. Subgroup data suggests concordant results for patients less than or greater than 70 years of age and for patients meeting high-risk criterion compared to those not meeting it. Conclusions in patients with unstable angina and non-STEMI, daltaparin reduced the primary endpoint of death or non-fatal MI compared to placebo at six days and was associated with the number needed to treat of 33 patients. 
This was driven by a reduction in non-fatal MI. The results were no longer significant at 40 and 150 days. This trial is limited by small sample size and a highly selected patient population.